the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day, and welcome again to Selwyn's Law. My name is Selwyn Whitehead. I am a California bar-admitted attorney, and I'm also a bankruptcy law certified specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. And in addition to my JD, I hold a couple of master's degrees in law, including a master's of the laws of taxation law and a master of the laws of intellectual property laws. Because of my training, experience, interests, and because I'm a curious person, I primarily practice bankruptcy, debt wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and taxation law. And I'm proud to say that as part of my general practice, I sometimes have the opportunity to seek out and vindicate the rights of seniors who find themselves the victims of some very malevolent forms of financial elder abuse, including me. But I was able to resolve my issue, and I'll share my story uh, with you at another time. I am also, as you know, always pleased to be able to come to you once again today from the beautiful KFAX studios in the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area to discuss some of the financial and legal issues confronting individuals, families, and small business owners. However, once again, as always, I must note that this show does not provide any legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed information that is tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances and hopefully provide you with an outline of some of the issues that may help you seek out and find qualified professional help. I do this basically because I want you to have this outline so you can seek out professional help because I got to tell you the odds are against you if you try to deal with these matters on your own. The other side is going to come prepared. They're going to be represented by counsel if it's a legal matter, especially if it's a financial matter. There are panels of lawyers that work for insurance companies and banks and when they need someone to go after you for money that you owe them, they will uh, extend all kinds of resources. So I think it's appropriate that you have the tools to help you seek out qualified professional help because, as I've said before, if you go into court or deal with a legal matter, attempting to do, deal with it outside of court, and you are not equipped with 
a lawyer, it's like taking a butter knife to a gunfight. You're going to lose more than likely. And it's basically the fact that it's not that you're going to be um, a corpse. It's just that your valid legal claims and your valid legal defenses are likely going to be corpses and they're going to see the promised land long before you do. So once again, I'm just happy to be able to come to you on Selwyn's Law on KFAX because the purpose of this show is to help you think about the law-related issues as they deal with your finances or the lack thereof and things you really should consider to protect your family's financial health, wealth, and money-related well-being as I understand these concepts in this non-threatening educational form. Uh, again, I've heard from some of you and uh, over the last uh, several days, and <laughs> the big topic is how angry you continue to be at PG&E, especially in light of the fact that um, they've announced um, that they're going to do some more power shutdowns. Um, you know, in the future, that's part of their plan for dealing with what some of us consider to be their poor planning and uh, a lack of dealing with their facilities that have needed to be upgraded for many, many years. And as a result, we, the rate payers, we, the taxpayers, um, we are the ones that are left holding the bag financially. And sometimes if they pull the plug on our power, we lack the ability to um, make money to sustain ourselves, especially us small business owners. Uh, And last time we were together, I gave you some insights as to how you might be able to seek out uh, some kind of compensation for what you lost. Uh, I also want to tell you that uh, Governor Newsom has also uh, suggested, and I use the word suggested in in quotation marks, that uh, the utility needs to consider uh, giving all residential customers who lost power a credit of $100 and small businesses uh, a credit of $250. So stay tuned for that. And as a result of um, reading up on that about the governor, I thought it, it might be a good opportunity for us to talk about uh, a PG&E in a, in, uh, in a greater, more expansive way uh, this week. Now, most of us know who we send our power bills to if we reside or or work or have a business in Northern California. It's Pacific Gas and Electric Company. And we know that Pacific Gas and Electric Company is in the doghouse because of its handling of its wire and transmission lines. And it has been uh, 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 accused or it has been alleged that it is at fault for the loss of property in life in Paradise, California. And it's actually been found to be at fault for the loss of life and loss of property in the San Bruno uh, pipeline explosion of a few years back. And as a result of these continuing problems, uh, PG&E, Pacific Gas and Electric Company, is currently under the protection of the bankruptcy court as it tries to resolve some of its financial issues related to its transmission lines and all the various lawsuits that have been uh, bought against it. But, you know, I want to back up a bit and attempt to answer um, a more uh, salient and foundational question. That is to say, who's the boss of PG&E? Anyway, 
Well, from its perspective, its bosses are its board of directors and its shareholders. And with regard to its financial and legal issues, a couple of federal judges, one, a bankruptcy judge in San Francisco who's presiding over its attempt to reorganize and deal with its financial issues, and that would be bankruptcy judge Dennis Montali. And it also has another uh, uh, federal judge in charge of its criminal liability as a result of the San Bruno uh, pipeline disaster, and that's federal district court judge William Alsop. But from our advantage as the citizens of this great state, we are the bosses of PG&E. And our control is exercised via the people we elect and send to Sacramento to represent our, our interests in the form of Governor Gavin Newsom and the Senate, all the senators that we send. Because the Public Utilities Commission, in a, in a sense, is a cabinet office of Governor Newsom, and there are five commissioners that basically manage and run the Public Utilities Commission, and they're appointed by the governor for six-year staggered terms, and each commissioner has to be confirmed by the Senate. So we're the bosses of the Public Utilities Commission. Right now, the CPUC is uh, presided over by its president, um, Maribel Batcher, and she was sworn in just a, a couple months ago on August 16, 2019. And here's a very important fact for all of us to know. All uh, There are five commissioners, and all of them are female except for one. Uh, I, I believe that might be um, a, a situation that uh, is has been unheard of. Uh, I, I told you last time that I was um, I did an externship there when I was um, getting one of my graduate degrees. An externship is different from an internship. Is that I was basically attached to it for the whole school year uh, to the legal department. And I did uh, legal research and um, other things that were um, uh, deemed to be important to the people that were helping me learn about the PUC. And uh, at that time, all of the commissioners were men and had been for uh, since the commission's inception. So just a, just a little bit about the Public Utilities Commission. Um, in 1911... The CPUC was established by a constitutional amendment to the Railroad Commission. In 1912, the legislature passed the Public Utilities Act, expanding the commission's regulatory authority to include natural gas, electric, telephone, and water companies, as well as the railroad and marine transportation companies that it has historically supervised. In 1946, after World War II, the commission was renamed the California Public Utilities Commission. Again, the governor appoints five commissioners who must be confirmed by the Senate for six-year staggered terms. The governor appoints one of the five to serve as the CPUC president. Um, the CPUC employs economists, engineers, administrative law judges, accountants, and lawyers, and safety transportation specialists. 
and it has an office of ratepayer advocates, and it's an independent arm of the CPUC that represents consumers in CPUC proceedings. I also was attached to um, that unit for a while. And I just basically want to make sure that the public interest is represented independently or as independently as possible. So uh, when we get back from our short break, I'll um, dig a little bit deeper into the functions of the CPUC and how and why it's important to us as consumers. But first, we're going to take a short break, and I'll see you on the other side. Back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law as we continue our our closer look at the functions of the California Public Utilities Commission and how it's interrelated with what's going on with Pacific Gas and Electric Company. And I think that this is very important as we all need to realize there will be more uh, rural wildfires that are going to uh, be disruptive to our economy and even our lives. And there will be more urban conflagrations. And that's like up in the Oakland Hills where we are not rural, but we're not, you know, totally urban. And we have a lot of greenery that we want and need to have because it enhances our life. And so if our Public Utilities Commission and Pacific Gas and Electric Company have determined that periodic use of power shutdown is going to be a way to deal with um, the fact that the infrastructure is not uh, proper or properly uh, maintained and upgraded, then we as the citizens need to make sure that we send people to Sacramento who are going to do the right thing by us. So, again, uh, the purpose of today's show is to give everybody an overview of the functions of the California Public Utilities Commission as it relates to uh, PG&E and the other electric utilities, uh, utility companies throughout the state because we are the primary stakeholders and we need to be involved and know what's going on. Uh, Again, I have intersected with the California Public Utilities Commission directly and indirectly for most of my adult life. When my former spouse and I returned from um, tours of duty in in Europe and we lived on the Presidio, I worked as a uh, contracting agent and also as a paralegal in a JAG office. And at a party, Um, my supervisor's sister was there, and she was a second-line manager at um, Pacific Bell, uh, the telephone company. And um, because I was doing some technical work, her my supervisor pushed me on her sister and told her that I needed to uh, go work for the phone company because at the time, the legislature had implemented a consent order with Pacific Bell uh, to get them to hire more people of color and women because the company was mostly white male at the time. And so um, my supervisor told her sister that I was uh, had a lot of I was very smart and had a lot of stuff going on. Well, to make a long story short, I was recruited into Pacific uh, Bell, and they actually sent me to school to become an engineer. 
and Pacific Bell was a public utility. Um, now it's been evolved and rolled into AT&T. And it was because the legislature, uh, a couple of legislators thought it was important to have a, a more diverse uh population of employees at a public utility, that was my first interface. And many years later, after I decided I wanted to become a lawyer, I got offered an externship at the Public Utilities Commission. So that gives me a a, a better uh, understanding and grounding of the functions of the regulatory body. And again, the purpose of this show is to help try to help you understand how important it is for us to make sure that the people that are the bosses of the companies that provide us with electric power know and listen to our needs and don't make decisions without taking our needs into consideration. Okay, so let's just quickly go over uh, the divisions of the California Public Utilities Commission. Again, they supervise the utility companies, including Pacific Gas and Electric Company. And there's an executive office uh, that handles all the uh, procedural matters uh, that are associated with the efficient internal operations of the California Public Utilities Commission. They have a news and outreach organization. They have a consumer protection and enforcement division that serves as a first line of defense for California Public Utilities consumers and customers. It collects and resolves consumers' complaints. So last time I talked about maybe a way to Uh, get compensated for uh, problems with uh, your power being shut off is to make a complaint to uh, Pacific Gas and Electric Company directly. But there's also ways for you to make complaints about uh, all of the regulated utilities, and that is via the Consumer Protection and Enforcement Division of the CPUC. They have a governor affairs office over there that deals with the legislature and executive branch because, again... Public Utilities Commission, the California Public Utilities Commission, you can think of it as a cabinet office of Governor Newsom. And so it has um, uh, regulatory responsibilities, but as a political body, in quotation marks, it needs to interface with the the Senate uh, and the legislature and the governor's office. So it has a governmental affairs office. It has an energy division that deals with the production of electricity, natural gas, steam, and petroleum, and pipeline companies and industries. It has a communications division that it is there to promote all of the telecommunications market. As again, I told you I worked for Pacific Bell at the time and then ultimately at AT&T. And as those entities, those companies provide service to consumers here in California, they come under the regulation of the Public Utilities Commission as well, and there is a communication division that deals with them. They have a safety and enforcement division. So that was the entity that should have been taking more of a leadership role in these power outages, at least according to the governor. And according to the governor, again, these services were offered to uh, Pacific Gas and Electric Company the, uh, a, a way to coordinate, but Pacific Gas and Electric Company said they could handle everything on their on their own. So that is an issue that is going to be taken up by the uh, commission on a going forward basis to make sure that. Um, please don't get me wrong. If shutting off power is the best way to make sure that we don't see what happened in paradise, 
or what happened to my neighbors up in the Oakland Hills. You know, if that's what we need to do, okay. But we need to do it in such a way that hospitals uh, remain open, uh, educational facilities remain open, um, emergency service uh, uh, providers remain open or on a round-robin basis. And this thing needs to be thought out in, in a more um, a cogent manner than have it happen haphazardly. That's my complaint. There's also a legal division uh, at, at the um, CPUC uh, that supports the general counsel who is the attorney for the Public Utilities Commission, the general counsel working with his or her legal staff represents and appears for the people of the state of California. Um, And the CPUC, it handles the actions and proceedings inside uh, the CPUC, but if matters are appealed to courts outside the PUC, they also represent the people uh, in those matters as as well. So this is very, the, the function is very serious and very important. Now, matters that are determined inside of a quasi-legal basis are handled by administrative law judges, and they process filings and they facilitate alternate dispute resolutions, and they conduct hearings, and they develop uh, adequate administrative hearings, and they help prepare proposals for the overall commission's consideration. So administrative law judges are the judicial part of this particular body. And there's also a legal division, again, that does the legwork and helps uh, the commissioners make sure that their decisions have firm and solid legal foundation. Um, There's also a a couple of audit functions that are handled by the Public Utilities Commission. And then, again, there is the Public Advocates Office, and it participates uh, in all California Public Utilities Commission's proceedings and workshops and other forms. And the idea is to make sure that members of the public are able to get involved in these proceedings and bring their ideas, complaints, and vision to the commission via this independent wing inside the organization. The goal is to help more participation by the public without having the public have to undertake the process of hiring lawyers to represent their uh, their interests. And they also coordinate with the handful of nonprofit organizations through the state who focus most of their energy on making sure that the California consumer is well represented in proceedings before the Public Utilities Commission. So that's uh, I, I, I wanted to share that uh, this information with you all again because we're the bosses of the boss of PG&E. We have every right to make our feelings known about how Pacific Gas and Electric Company, as well as the other utilities, are dealing with our consumer-focused issues because we are the backbone of this state, and we need to make sure that entities that are quasi-regulatory are, are done are handled in such a way that will inure benefit to us all collectively. So, again, you uh, out there, if you have you know issues or concerns about what's going on with the public utilities, you can get in touch with the California Public Utilities Commission. 
They're located in San Francisco on Van Ness Avenue. Uh, their uh, website is the cpuc.gov, and I urge you to reach out to them. Now, next time I'm going to talk about some specific issues, some specific programs that they want to implement. But for right now, I'm going to leave it there for now, and I'm, I'm going to say that there's going to be other fires and other shutdowns, and so we need to make sure that we here at Selwyn's Law are on the right side of the law, including how uh, the Public Utilities Commission helps us regulate public utilities such as PG&E. Till next time, take care. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the Law Office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content.